This is The Art of the Hookup, your straightforward guide to a successful sex life. I'm Georgie Wolf, an Aussie escort and total hookup enthusiast. Welcome to episode 8. So we know consent is supposed to be a thing, right? But how do we actually do consent in sexual situations without it getting really awkward? I'm sitting down for a chat with my friend Gus and together we're going to work it out. Before we get started, just a reminder that this podcast is adults only. And with that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Georgie here. I'm a Melbourne writer, sexual adventurer and independent escort from Melbourne, Australia. My mission is to talk honestly about all the stuff you need to know to have a great hookup. And by that, I mean finding the people that are right for you, negotiating amazing sex and walking away feeling good about yourself. This episode is all about sexual consent, how we talk about it, how we do it and how we can use it for better hookups. And look, I don't promise to have all the answers, but I do have a few ideas about consent, and I'd like to know what the average bloke thinks about my methods. This is where Gus comes in. He's a friendly, regular kind of guy, and we've only just been introduced. I'm hoping to bounce some ideas off him and see what he thinks. Before we start, I have to warn you that there's some heavy stuff in this episode. We will definitely be talking about sexual assault, and things do get a bit complicated because everyone involved in this conversation is both a victim and a perpetrator of consent violation. It's not easy to talk about. If you think hearing about this might be distressing, now's the time to switch off. But if you're down for a seriously honest discussion on consent, here it is. Hey, Gus. G'day, how are you going? Good, how are you going? Yeah, excellent, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. So just for clarity, we are one one glass of wine down this afternoon. It is a Friday afternoon and uh, and I'm really looking forward to just having a really loose chat about this this stuff. Perfect, so it's me. But before we start, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like where are you coming from? Yeah. What's your hookup history? Sure. So basically, um, I used to be quite a shy child. So I was um, I was an only child in my family. And so it basically meant that I didn't have a lot of social interaction with the opposite sex. I did a gap year after high school, which was in a foreign speaking country, you know, with a host family. Um, and so I that was that was challenging, really challenging, because I was out of my comfort zone for times there. I was maybe depressed, even you know, three or four months into a twelve month journey, because I was where were the norms? You know, it was just so foreign to me. And but that makes you stronger, you know. And so that made me have to be go from an introvert to an extrovert. So you know, from a really shy guy, I had a lot of social influences, which changed, I guess the you know, the expectations placed on me potentially um, about, you know, what what's what's normal and what a what a, a young man should should be doing, you know. Thanks heaps for, for giving us that background. Like it's just really nice to know where you're coming from because I think when we're chatting to people, we kind of assume like, yeah, Gus is here to talk about hookups. Gus must be super confident, uh, you know, whatever. Gus must be banging 10 chicks a week. And in fact, everyone that I've I've brought in to talk where I've gone, so you pick up a lot, like tell me tell me your secrets. They without fail go, what do you what the fuck do you mean? Like it's a real struggle and I feel anxious all the time and mm, like 100%. reality check the fuck out of it. Thank you. The reason we're here today is to talk about consent. Um and uh so before we start talking, there's a couple of things that I want to just make super clear for you and for anyone that's listening. And the first thing is that I'm not here to tell anyone what to do. Everyone has their own way of doing stuff. I don't assume that the way I do things 
is better than anyone else's way and the same with your stuff right like I don't assume that your way of doing things is better than anyone else's it's just we're all different we all have you know devised our own ways to cope with these particular situations it certainly sounds like you have Um, and the other thing that I want to make super clear is that I'm not here to shame anyone that isn't doing consent and that includes you and that includes anyone that's listening I'm sure there are tons of people out there who are like, I don't know how to do consent, and so I don't. I just do whatever I do. Um, And I'm not going to hate on anyone that doesn't doesn't do it or doesn't do it the way I think it should be done. Um, So just want to get that out there. Not going to hate on you. This is all just about having a really honest chat. Excellent. Sounds good to me. The other thing I wanted to make super clear is, look, this is supposed to be pretty lighthearted, but we are talking about consent, so it's possible that maybe some stuff might come up that might be a bit distressing, like, you know, we might sexual assault might come up, hey, because we're talking about consent. So I just wanted to make it super clear that if there's anything that you're not comfortable talking about, that it's okay to call it. Um, and uh, if you're okay with that, I'd like to give you some words you can use to actually call that if you're feeling uncomfortable. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, sounds great. So what I'm going to do is give you some safe words. And a safe word is a word normally yeah, traditionally used in situations like kink and stuff like that to, um, to signal that you need everything to stop. What I'd like to get you to do is use traffic light safe words. And uh, basically there are three of them. The first one is green and green means this is great. I'm fine. We can keep going. Orange means look, generally I'm fine, but the thing that we're doing or talking about right now isn't working for me and something needs to change. And then there's red and red means everything needs to stop straight away. So if you called red, I would stop the podcast. Everything would stop. And then I'd check in with you and make sure you're okay. Um, are you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I understand. Absolutely. Thank you. It sounds like a good process. Great. All right. So are we, are we green? It's oh, totally green. green Fantastic. To to Thank you. Um, so before we get stuck into the whole consent thing, I, I feel like I should just give some sort of dictionary definition so we're all on the same page. And I actually, um, you know, I went and looked one up because mm. I'm, I'm just diligent, right? <laughs> oh, and then I wrote down something that isn't the dictionary definition because I just winged it. So to me, sexual consent is needing to know 100% that our partner is okay with any se- anything sexual that's happening in a given situation. And this is not just about actual sexual intercourse, but anything sexy that might be happening. How do you feel when someone says, hey, we're going to talk about consent? What's the first stuff that comes into your mind? Yeah, so first things that come to my mind with, with consent, I probably jump back to, to sexual experiences that I've had. So it sounds like a particular thing or things are popping into your head when I say consent. And are you green to talk about um, the stuff that, that did pop up for you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that I think society would, you know, think is, is super rare because I, I think, you know, I think everybody has had consent issues. So I think it's I a think really important thing do. to talk about, yeah. Totally. And this is the thing about consent that I think often it's made out to be this cut and dried thing, like either you're doing consent right and you're a top bloke or you're a good person or you're doing it wrong and you're a, a perv or an asshole. But actually I sort of feel like a lot of us are just like just really trying to do the right thing but we're never 100% sure whether we are doing the right thing. Yeah. So like I, I'm totally on the same page around that stuff. Well, throughout... Every sexual experience I've had, I have reflected on all of them. I've actually um, <clears throat> got got the list here. I love your notes. Oh, you're I, amazing. I have actually got so, a, compiled a list of everybody a list. they've ever slept so with. So just for context, yeah. Gus here has a 
um, has a list, which is printed out, of every person you've ever slept with. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. Six this one is course great. Way. I'm just like, it's like a, this is your sexual history on like a number of pages. And That's I won't right. say how many, but it's quite a few, right? <laughs> Can I just, I want to high five you, but I feel like that would be juvenile. Well, it'd be great, but would it be too loud for the podcast? Who cares? <laughs> so I will say that I used to keep a list of everyone I'd slept with. Yes. And I had little, in the back of my diary when I was, you know, in my 20s, and I had this little code. So I'd have little codes for was great, was mediocre, um, was bad, as in bad person, wouldn't go near again, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, when I became a sex worker, I stopped because if you count all the people you sleep with as an escort, mm. you're just going to fucking run out of paper. So I had to stop. <laughs> but, but yeah, like it was really nice being able to look back and it felt like wisdom. Like it felt yeah. like being able to look at this history and go, I've, this is wh how far I've come and I've learned all these things, right? Yeah. So tell me about this list. Yeah. So basically, it, 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 as I say, look, it, it, originally it was, I think for my self-esteem, to be honest, because what I did was, um, you know, I wanted to keep track. And so, yes, I could remember them. But also, I think when you've got, when you lack self-confidence, you, you you use each one of these people that you were intimate with as sort of a, you know, kind of a pat on the back. Like, you were cool enough that they wanted to share their body with you. You did something right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so, um, so, I, so you know, when we decided to do this podcast, I had, I re I had a look and, and sort of one by one went through all of these people and and thought, okay, consent was absolutely good to go, green there, green there, green there. And so I had a look and there was probably, um, yeah, two or three, which I think, you know, potentially were maybe grey areas. Okay, so... Uh -huh. um, this is interesting because I actually have a friend I, that I... Um that I know quite well, and he's in the process of working back through the list of everyone he's ever dated mm. and having a conversation with them post Me Too, like, hey, just wanted to check in. Was there ever any times that I did anything that made you feel uncomfortable? Like he just really wants to know if there was anything he ever did wrong. So right. he's actually working his way back through everyone he's ever fucked wow. and asking them, which sort of sounds like what you're doing here. You're actually going through and you've had to think about every single person you've been with and like, hey, was that a positive interaction? Yeah. I'm, I'm speechless. It's <laughs> great. So, yeah. So tell me about the ones that popped up for you. Yeah, so um, so I guess one was um, was I was at a party with a, with some friends, and there was a girl there which I um, didn't know, um, and so and she was quite intoxicated, um, and so you know, and I guess there was a few guys around that I thought were kind of seemed a bit predatory, and so um, with one hundred percent pure intention, I said, look. Um, we woke her up. I actually had to use my knuckles on her chest. You know how that's sternum a technique, rub. sternum rub, yeah, to, to make sure because it's very painful, that's right? That's right. And so, so she came, she came around, and so she and and you know, she it wasn't like she was. I think she was just yes, really tired and yes, drunk, but. She she came to it and she was quite articulate. She was she was okay. Yes, Lurie. But um, what happened was I ended up saying, look, uh, it's my responsibility. Um, I'll take responsibility here. I, I sort of took ownership of the situation and said, I'm going to get her home. So she told me her address, went home. And, you know, in my memory, I look, I had quite a bit to drink. But, um, you know, she, she said, oh, look, stay. Um, and so I did stay with her. Um, and without any intentions, um, it was the following morning. It was kind of the five a.m., six a.m. type thing, and we did we did sleep together. So that that sort of it was something that jumped out of me. You know? do, you, do you feel like she would have sort of come back to being slightly less drunk at five in the morning? Like, do you feel like her 
she would have come back from that place where she maybe couldn't consent. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I believe so. That, I, I don't feel guilty in that situation, and we did sort of keep in touch. And I know, and as far as I know, she has no animosity towards me. I, uh, as far as I know, consent was was given. So, but it, it was something that I wanted to consider because it wasn't a normal dating scenario. Yeah. So this is interesting, and I guess this is something that comes up around consent: whether someone can consent if someone is super drunk that they might not be able to consent if they're super high. Obviously, if they're passed out, they can't consent. So I have to sort of disclose at this point that in my 20s, I was really um, quite pushy. Mm. So I have been in situations where I where I knew that someone was a little bit vulnerable and maybe not because they were drunk or passed out or wasted, but mm. because they were heaps younger than me or because they were much less mature um, or because I knew I could manipulate them. Um, and, you know, like I'm, I'm all about unpicking people. People hacking is what I live for. So, um, you know, I'm, I, sometimes I get the sense that maybe I could manipulate someone into doing something they didn't want to do. And when I was in my 20s, I did sometimes manipulate people into doing things they didn't want to do. Now, whether that's violating consent um, is a whole other thing. It's that's This is when we start to get into the tricky areas. Same as you're saying you wake up at five in the morning and you're like, oh, fuck, well, she was too drunk last night to consent, but how about now? Is is she sober enough? Like where, where's, where does the line lie, right? That's right. And this is why I sort of get annoyed when people treat consent like it's this really straightforward thing and you should just know how to do it and it should be obvious because sometimes yeah. it's kind of not. It's really hard to talk about this stuff with our partners and then when we're in this sort of situation where there's this this weird situation we don't know what to do, it's really hard to just sit down and unpack it on the spot because that feels awkward. Yeah, I get annoyed when people say, oh, well, you should have just known what to do because sometimes you're not sure uh, and we need to find ways to handle that, right? That's right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing is is that there's there's no way that in life people are given a written set of rules about consent. I mean, maybe there are in certain areas, okay, maybe some American university colleges, maybe they have it very specific that you have to ask, may I kiss you, please? Yeah. Things so like some that. places have affirmative consent stuff where Correct. you can't have sex with someone until they've said yes, which I think is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But to do that, everyone needs to learn how to ask. And I think at the moment there's a whole lot of people going, fuck, I couldn't, like, how am I supposed to have the conversation? I don't know what to do. You're asking too much of me. And we haven't taught people how to do it. So, yeah, maybe we are asking too much. Maybe we need to actually show people how to ask. Yeah. Otherwise they're just going to be too scared to even have a conversation. Well, that's right. I mean, I see myself these days as being quite a confident person. And I still think it would be slightly unusual for me to go step by step, do you mind if I take your underwear off? Do you mind if we have intercourse? You and know, this is the thing that I feel a lot of people often think about consent. I don't agree with it, and I'll explain why in a second. That uh, doing consent just makes you look like a fucking loser. <laughs> like, uh, like, oh, do you mind if I kiss you? Or you know, can we have sex now? Like, it feels so fucking awkward, right? Um, and I understand where they're coming from because fucking talking about sex while you're doing the sex is like so scary. Every time I see like people talk about consent in the news, it's always this sort of, oh, well, we can't do the consent because then we'll look like we're all weird and awkward because we'll be going, oh, can I kiss you? I feel really awkward right now. I just want to like scream at the television, but you don't have to do it that way. There's a better way. It's not about looking like an idiot. Um, but like we don't know, right? Yeah. So, so this whole, oh, can I take your pants off now? Oh, can I touch you on the foot? Like not that I'm suggesting that. You touch people. Anyway, I don't know. We're all into different stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
can I sort of share with you what I do? And you can tell me if you think it's like super weird. Please, I'd love to hear it. So what I found is like, yeah, most people that, that talk about how awkward consent can be, um, the reason that they say it's awkward is because they're fucking making it awkward and that it doesn't need to be awkward. Um, like it's amazing the shit you can say to someone on a date and have them completely not freak out as long as you deliver it really, really, um, like really, really confidently. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would understand that Gus is also a personal trainer. And before we started this conversation, we were talking about how shy he was um, and how being a personal trainer had really helped him uh, step into that a little bit more. And when you are a, um, like a fitness instructor, you have to just own it, right? And what I've found is that um, in sexual situations, sometimes if you just own the consent, people go, oh, okay, this is this is what you do. This is fine. As opposed to thinking I'm a weirdo. So as opposed to going, um, say, you know, you're just on a date and you're, you know, you're, you're thinking, oh, can I make out with them? As opposed to going, oh, um, <clears throat> like, I hope it's okay to ask, but like, can I, can I kiss you now? So as opposed to doing that, um, I will, for example, stop, like, you know, check out the situation, see what the vibe is like. You're going to cop my seduction face now. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Green. Great. Thank you. And then sort of lean in and be like, I really fucking want to kiss you right now. This is fantastic. Right? Yeah, it's it's attractive. It's 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 open. It's honest, and I can I think that would yeah ninety five percent of the time work. It's great. Ninety five percent of the time it works. But the trick with that is that once you've said it, you have to stop and look at the other person uh-huh. and wait for the response. Because if you say I really want to fucking kiss you right now, and then you just shove your tongue down their throat, they don't get a chance to say no. Sure. Um, yep. I've noticed this when. I'm segueing really randomly, but I've noticed this when patting people's dogs now. So because I'm really used to asking for consent, I'll be out on my morning run mm. and then I'm, I go nuts for other people's dogs. So I'll see someone with a really cute staffy <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I'll, I'll run up and I'm like, oh, shit, I really want to pat their dog. And I start to feel a bit creepy and I'm like, oh, am I going to creep on their dog? So I walk up and I say, hey, your dog is awesome. Can I pat your dog? And then I wait because what a lot of people do is they go, oh, my God, can I pat your dog? And then they go and pat the dog before they've waited for a response. And if that dog is super nervous, the owner doesn't have a chance to say, no, don't fucking pat my nervous rescue dog. Like mm-hmm. it's going to lose its shit. Mm-hmm. So you need to say, hey, can I pat your dog? Then you pause and then the, the, the owner has his chance to say, yes, that's fine. Or to say, yeah, it's fine, but just go slow. Or yes, it's fine, but you need to introduce yourself first so it mm-hmm. doesn't get scared. And then you head on in. And I think people make this mistake with asking. They're like, I've asked, so I can just go for it. But actually you need to ask, then you need to stop, look at the person, wait for a wait for a yes or wait for a response or wait for a green in my case. Yeah. Before you actually do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like how's That's that fantastic. sitting? Fantastic. Do you know what it just a memory popped into my mind of the exact situation, the opposite way around, well female to male. Same mm-hmm. as you Yeah, I was um, you know, we'd just been for for a, a lunch or something, it was a student of mine when I used to be um, to teach set three, set four in fitness, and we were just kind of down at the park. It was sober, you know. I think we we're getting back into the vehicle, and she said to me in just a really strong, confident way, "Can I kiss you?" And it was just amazing. It's so fucking sexy. It was glorious, and I was just like, yeah. And it started this amazing three months oh, romance, I and it was it. just amazing. I was, yeah, I was. I thought that was so so awesome, to so me, strong. There's nothing sexier than someone that actually asks for what they want. Yeah. I often find that the people that are less um, less confident, they won't ask. They'll just sort of like try and sidle up. 
because they're so afraid of hearing a no yeah. that they they just want to try that that they won't they won't be direct. Yep. So almost not being direct is almost a sign of of being fearful yeah. and being less confident and lack of confidence is not attractive. Whereas someone that walks right up and goes, "Hey, I think you're fucking hot. Hope this is okay to say. I would love to get your number." Like someone who does that, chances are, or even if I hadn't been checking them out, I'll be like, "Yeah, man, yeah. totally." Like hell yeah. That's right. Um, but the other thing about that approach is that sometimes people say no, right? Mm. So like, can you recall a time where either you said no to someone or where you did the direct approach and it didn't, it didn't go great? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> like it's great. What happens? I mean, what do they say? There's, there's a phrase for it. It's something along the lines of, you know, you've, you've just got to develop a, you know, a bit of a shield for rejection. And I'm not saying that you've got to go and hit on everybody you see, but at the end of the day, if you if you if you like somebody who potentially maybe I don't know like the, the out of the out of your league phrase or somebody that you think's really beautiful, um, then give it a go and just do it with some do it with some gusto, do it with some some sort of you know get up and go about ya, and because then you're going to know the answer. And the thing about that to know that is that you're looking for that really enthusiastic yes, right? You're looking for, yeah, totally, I would love to do that. If you get a, okay, that's maybe a no, right? That's right. If you get a, like, blank face and awkward silence, it's a no. Yeah. Um, and this is the thing about consent, not just for sex but for fucking everything. Mm. Um, what you're looking for is that, oh, my God, yes, that's amazing, I would love to do that. Mm. Because when you get that, you know you're on the right track. And then whatever you get up to next you know the other person is so into it and that is such a good feeling. There's nothing worse than doing anything with someone, whether you're going on a date or whether you're actually like having sex with someone and you're thinking, are they, are they enjoying this? Like, or do they, are they bored or do they just want to go home? Like, fuck, that really fucks with your head, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, nobody's enjoying it then. It's lose-lose when that's the case. You know, you really want to both make sure you're having a great time. When I was younger, I did pursue people quite aggressively and this might be a little bit unusual for chicks but there are chicks out there who pursue what they want aggressively mm -hmm. that's fine and I did that but what I found was that if I worked really hard to convince someone that they should go to bed with me by the time they got there I wasn't sure if they actually liked me because I put so much work into manipulating them that uh, you know, thinking that I'd feel better once I actually got to shag them. Mm. But once I was doing it, I'm like, I don't even know if they really like me because I've basically convinced them. Whereas if they'd gone, hey, I just really want to be with you. I think you're really hot. Like that would have been such a great validation, but I didn't get it because I pushed them that sometimes it's better to sit back and wait for the people that do say, I think you're really fucking sexy. Um, you know, we like, we want to feel sexy. We don't want to be with someone where the whole time we're thinking, um, are they only sleeping with me because I pushed them into it? So consent-wise, like we've talked about approaching people and that sort of thing and like, um, you know, waiting for no and waiting for enthusiastic approaches. But when it comes to actually doing the deed, now we're about to get personal. That's right. Are you, are you green for like oh, personal totally sex green, talk? I'm totally green, 100%. This is fantastic. Thank you. Excellent. No oranges yet. I'm doing okay. No, no. <laughs> so doing the sex, right? Yes. So um, we've just established that. Um, unless you want to be super awkward, you don't go, so um, <clears throat> can we do the sex now? That that's not how we do it. Mm. I can give you my line if you want, if you agree into that. I'm agreeing to that. <laughs> it's something like, I'm really keen to fuck the shit out of you. Perfect. 100%. <laughs> that's and, good. And then once that's come out and I've waited for a yes or a great, I really want to do that, then the conversation starts, right? And I feel like this might be where I'm a bit different to regular folk. Sure. So then it's something like... Um, 
yeah, so like, what did you have in mind? Or like, what are you into? Like, yeah. Um, and this is a bit tricky because some people don't know what the hell they're into. They're just like, um, sex. Yeah, well, <laughs> I kind of thought that instantly. I'm like, intercourse, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. sex. Like, yeah. people do it, right? <laughs> a few different positions, you know? And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like, what sort of stuff do you like? Are you into rough stuff or romantic stuff? Do you want to just sort of like make out and see what happens? Do you want me to give you a back rub or, you know, do you want me to call your names? Like, what are you into, man? And then at that point, usually something will be offered up. Mm, right yeah, yeah. as a starting point which is good because there's so much stuff you can get up to when you're having sex with someone I feel like just starting with the most obvious thing or going for whatever and assuming people like that uh, this is what we, most of us do right mm. um, but for me consent is not just about saying hey is it okay if I touch your junk mm. it's actually about finding out what someone likes um, so what I'll often do is um is traffic lights. So the stuff we did at the beginning where I said green, orange, red. If I meet someone and I think, particularly if I think things are going to get a bit wild, right? You had a few drinks, like it's things are heating up or whatever. Yeah. And I'll go, okay, right, like we totally just want to get into that. But can I just make it clear that I use the traffic light safe word system? And they're like, oh, what's that? And I go, hey, it's three words. It's green, orange, red. Green means this is great. Keep going. Awesome. Orange means everything's mostly great, but this one thing we're doing right now isn't working. And red means everything stops. And they're like, oh, yeah, all right. So I go, okay, are we green? And then nothing happens till they say green. And then we'll start doing something, making out or whatever. And then I'll go to grab them on the butt and I'll be like, we're still green. And they're like, yeah, I'm green. And then we keep doing other stuff. We might progress to other stuff. And then I'll go, oh, okay. So I, you know, I really just want to like slap you in the face right now. Are you green for that? And they're like, oh, oh I think I might be orange. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we find something else. Yeah. And it works really well for me because I find that you can't sit down and do a fucking shopping list of sexual acts before you start doing stuff. Like, yeah, that is boring and awkward. You can't be like, oh, so are you yes to cunnilingus or uh, let me just mark this on my on my document. Yeah. And then also because we change our minds like mid-sex too. So someone might say, yeah, I'm totally up for face slapping and then – you know, you go in to do it and they go, actually, I'm scared now. Can you just stop? Yeah. Um, and they need to be able to call it in the moment. You can't refer back to your shopping list and go, oh, but you said yes to the thing totally. before. So, <laughs> yeah. like, why, why can't I do it now? But what do you reckon? Like, having having laid that out, like, how's that sounding? Because I, I feel like most people just do not do it this way. And I pick up a lot of people on Tinder and yep. I bring them back and then I spring this on them and they're like, oh, fuck. And then they we do it because you know, they want to get laid, so they're willing to put up with my weed consent shit. <laughs> and then often afterwards they go, actually, that, that worked, that sort of worked. Like I might I might use that with other people and I go, oh. fuck yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but maybe not always. Like maybe maybe it sounds super awkward. Like how's it sounding to you? Really interesting. And I think it sounds great. So I've got one little story and then I'll, and oh, I'll do the general. Yeah, so yeah. I had, um, I, I was living and working on a, a resort island up in Queensland. Oh, and so, wow. You live a good life, Oh, mate. it was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> then a big cyclone came and took out the gym I was working at. So yeah, another nature. Flag. A cyclone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! So, um, but there was this one uh, female who was awesome, good value. Her thing was she was a bit edgy in terms of uh, you know the the BDSM type stuff, and so um, you know she let me know, and so you know, and I had had an experience with another girl 
another time who was who was definitely into into being um, dom. It's called, isn't it? Yeah. So she was she was into doming people, which totally. is when you tell people what to do. Yes. As opposed to subbing, which is when you prefer to be told what to do. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So so yep. So basically, I'd had an experience which was very lighthearted um, in the past, and it was cool. Um, I actually, she was a sub, and there was a, there was some slapping oh, nice. and stuff, and it was a great experience. Yeah. It was cool. All good. Quite fun. Nothing yep. too full on. And so with her though, this time she was she liked the dom stuff. It was kind of almost, you know, she liked to inflict pain and but also liked to have some herself. But I think she was probably more dom than sub. And so I'm a an adventurous person, so let's do it. Um and so, you know, it was a, a pretty awesome experience, you know. Um we didn't have the the same sort of system. And if we had of I don't think it would have changed it because I enjoyed it anyway. However, there was probably one or two of a, yeah, it was a face face slap type thing where I was probably like, that's probably an orange, you know. Not feeling great. And this know. is this is the thing. Yeah. Slapping people in the face can actually be really full on. Yeah. Just yeah. for a regular person, it's really full on. If you had the misfortune to come out of an abusive relationship or if you came from an abusive household when you were younger, being slapped in the face can actually just trigger like Oof. some crazy meltdown shit. Yeah. Um, I, I feel oh. bad listening to your experience and I'm sorry you had that experience. No, like no, I feel no. sort of uncomfortable when you talk about getting slapped in the face without her checking in first. I don't feel great about that. I, I assure you, um, as a as as somebody who takes anything in life and, and just kind of, you know, doesn't doesn't get a well, I didn't get affected negatively from that. You know, my friend ended up sleeping with her too and we sort of I hope this doesn't sound misogynistic. We sort of joked about the whole thing yeah, because yeah. He, she sort of, you know, he had scratch scratch marks down his back mm. and so did I and things like that. And, you know, and that was all fine and stuff. You know, it, it just made the sex slightly less good. It wasn't like I was traumatised, you know. This so, is the thing. Yeah. Like I have a friend that talks about consent and he says, look, um, if you, it's a bit like drunk driving. If you don't ask before you do something, it's a bit like getting drunk and getting behind the wheel. Nine times out of ten, you'll have judged the situation correctly and there yeah. won't be a problem. But that one time out of ten where you get it wrong, you're going to really hurt someone. So it's it's almost like a lot of the time we're like, oh, yeah, we can just wing it and it'll probably be okay. And the truth is probably it will, but that time it goes wrong. Like maybe for you, you were like, oh, she slapped me and it wasn't great, but you weren't super traumatised. I'm glad you weren't. Yeah. But yeah. I can tell you that I have a friend who came to me and she said, look, I've got this like fuck buddy. We were getting it on the other day and he he told me that he was into rough sex. So I slapped him in the face and he got really upset. He almost cried, put his clothes back on, left. And I don't know what I've done wrong. And I said, mate, you just assaulted him. That's what you did wrong. You yeah. just physically assaulted him without his permission. She's like, oh, but he said he was into rough stuff. So I just figured it would be fine. And I guess this is the thing about consent getting specific and this is why we ask specifically because it's really easy to just assume um, and I don't mean assume that someone wants sex when they don't like if you're getting signs people don't want sex then you know but in a, that sort of situation where you're already having sex with someone then you mm. think yeah they'd like a bit of a finger in the butthole yeah. and and maybe we, we might genuinely think that we've we've judged the situation correctly mm. that they might want to slap in the face that they might want us to give them fingernail marks but they might not um, and this is where the asking really fucking comes in in handy so I, I think like I'm really glad you weren't super upset mm. um, but it does happen so this guy was super upset and yes he was assaulted and yes that fucking sucks and it's not okay whether it happens to a guy or a girl either way like we don't have a right to hit or hurt or in fact even touch other people without um, making sure it's okay first uh, sorry you copped that rant 
I get a bit angry. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree. And I think you've, you've nailed it when it comes to the traffic light situation. I think that's a really good way to do it. You know, the things is we're not, we're not taught any of this stuff. It's very taboo. You we're know? not taught and we don't know how to speak up. So it's right. not like we're being assholes and going, I'll get to do all this stuff to them that, that they don't want because they don't know how to say no. I mean, there are people who think that way, but these aren't the people that are listening to this. Like I'm, I'm suspecting the people that are listening to this would be the people that are just like, how the fuck do you do it? And it's fucking weird talking speaking up in the middle of it why sh- why should i make the effort and i think this is why right yeah this is why because yeah. when we want to do some of this stuff or we want to get a bit creative or maybe who knows maybe we could be doing something super boring and regular for us but for the other person because we got them on a bad day or because it's not something they normally do it's going to freak them out yeah 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 that's right yeah for sure Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's an interesting situation when it comes to, you know, especially new romance or one night sort of stands and mm. things like that, because then it's, it's you know, it's super important because, you know, um, you've got two completely different personalities and the expectations and what happens in sex from one party might Could be completely, completely different. different. And Correct. I misjudge it all the time mm-hmm. because I am quite forward. I'm also super kinky. I'm really experienced. So when I run into someone, I just assume they're going to be super comfortable, that they're going to be able to tell me if anything's wrong. And that's not the case with a lot of people. So after a few bad experiences, I'm now very, very careful because I'm aware that I'm, I could just march on into any sexual situation and be like, get your kid off. But for most people, that would be really scary. Yeah. And then I need to actually stop and wait and make sure they give enthusiastic consent and say, yes, I'm down for this. Yes, I'm feeling fine. Yes, I'm green. Yeah. So if, if I can ask another personal question, like, is, um, is there ever a time when you feel that you might have accidentally stepped over the boundaries of someone else or you might not have checked in around consent? Yeah, there's a couple of sort of situations, um, two specifically, where it was about the communication before sexual intercourse. So what happened is these were both holiday situations. Once I was in, you know, on a sort of a, a holiday in Fiji, it was sort of like a festival type thing, spring break. Um, and the other one was I was in Bali and I sort of, you know, met up with a person that I'd met previously um, back in Melbourne. And so, and both times it, um, it involved a lot of alcohol. Um, and so, and I think I was being... Look, it's hard to know exactly what your intentions are when you're intoxicated, when you're thinking back, right? But I did say to both of these females, this this was years apart and things, it was not related at all, but I did say, um, you know, oh, come back to mine, um, we're not, let's not have sex. You know, I made that clear and I remember making that clear, um, but in both situations it did eventuate. Now, I'm not saying that I lured them in there to, to the end say, it's just going to be cut Change my mind. Now you have to have sex with me. Exactly. That's not what you're talking about. I'm not saying that I was purposefully nefarious. I just, you know, I did say those words and we did end up having sex. And so that... When that, you say we did end up, I feel like, do you mean like you got home and then you were like, actually, could we have sex? Or you got home and they said, actually, could we have sex? Like, because there's a big difference between Correct. Those two I things. mean, the thing was, is there was, there was no kind of, um, there, there was nothing verbal that took place. Um, you know, as, as a five foot nine guy, I, it's not like I can physically intimidate, you know, the, the, the Fiji situation, she was, she was a five foot not like she was really tall she was a twin the other one um well yeah she well, you know all i'm saying is that it wasn't like from a 
physical perspective, you know, there was both the people on top and it was very much in my viewpoint, you know, there was the kissing and then there was the slow taking off of clothing. There was plenty of opportunities for either party to say, cool, to that's enough, out. you know, and there was, you know, there was missionary, there was girl on top, all of that sort of stuff. And, and, and I can definitely say within my heart of hearts that there was never a sign in either of those situations that the, you know, the other person didn't want to be there and didn't want to be sleeping with me. And so, so that's something that I, that I, you know, but I, I still did say those words and the outcome was, was different. So I feel like to be honest about that. what I'm, what I'm getting from you telling this story and tell me if I'm wrong, it's mm. sort of like, it doesn't sound like you accidentally stepped over the line of, of, of doing something without asking, but it sounds like you, it sounds like you had that uneasiness coming up of that sort of flying blind of, oh, shit, we, we set up an expectation and we set up something and now we've moved into this nebulous territory where I'm not sure and I'm, I'm hearing that unease come through. Like I'm yeah. not hearing and then I told her she had to have sex with me. Like it's not that clear cut, but I'm hearing that then we just did stuff and I didn't really say anything and she didn't really say anything and then I felt uneasy because I just wasn't sure. Yeah. And likelihood is everything was fine, but it's that, it's that driving drunk thing. It's yeah, like yeah. just not being sure that uneasiness um, is an uncomfortable feeling, right? Yeah. Um, and for me, one that's better avoided by by just going, hey, just check it in. Are you still good for the sex? Is yeah. the sex good? But then people look at you really weird. They're like, well, we're having the sex, so <laughs> yeah, totally. why the fuck are you asking me? And then yeah, I, I have say. to say, because, you know, fucking consent, man. Like, yeah. I'm always going to ask, even at inappropriate times, like when you're naked. And they go, oh, yeah, okay, thanks. Totally. And that's but, a great uh, way to do it. Yeah, I mean, in both situations, look, I was I was over the moon that I was having sex. I would pretty much, I mean, you know, I pretty much always will say yes to sex if it's a person that I've already kissed and, 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 and is in my bed. I mean, I, I don't think... There's many situations where I'd say no, but and it doesn't even sound like a grey area. Like you're not even telling me, oh, we were having the sex, but then she was looking really uncomfortable, and I wasn't sure. Like you weren't getting any signals that she was um, that she was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And this is what we call congruent consent. So when someone says yes, but then they look nervous, then then it's sort of your job to say, hey, you said yes to sex, but you're looking scared. So I just need to check that you are actually okay because this is you're giving me. Mixed messages and mixed messages means no. Yeah. But that doesn't sound like that what was happening. It's just that you hadn't had the conversation That's and right. you're, you're tuned into this enough that you're going, Hey, we didn't have the conversation. And because of that, I just feel a bit uncomfortable. So the one, the one sort of one that I, that I has haunted me ever since it happened was, was involving a sexual experience where we, where we did have sex. There was a lot of alcohol involved. Um, then memories are hazy, but. Um, the person that I was with, I, I'm not. I don't think she was super. Um, I think she potentially might have been asleep. So I felt really guilty on that. I mean, we'd already had sex, you know, previously to that. You know. Did you know she was asleep? Look, I think back, and I, I remember that thought crossing my mind, and so yeah. So I think I probably did at the time, and pff, like. There was kind of like a like a sort of there was movement, but there wasn't kind of like there was definitely not consent for that second sexual experience, and and so therefore, I yeah, um, I do yeah. So that's that's something that's that I yeah that's yeah. that's wrong, and you know I I sort of yeah I wasn't too sure if I was going to bring that up, but I feel like this is Good something that Thank people you for yeah that that I think you know yeah and it 
that same thing had happened to an ex-girlfriend. It wasn't me, but, you know, and she, she, you know, she, and I told her about this thing that I'd done. And so we both agreed that, yeah, that's, that's, that's really wrong. And so, so I think people out there need to, need to be really aware that, you know, that, that's something that, that is, is definitely, yeah, that's, that's not cool. Did you ever talk to her about it? Like, did she, did you get a chance to talk about it? Um, no. And this is, Again, like so, what you've described is definitely not consent. Mm. Um, and again, even I could I could think of people who would be saying or who would have had a similar experience, even with their girlfriends, right? Having sex with your girlfriend that you've been with for the years when she was asleep or half asleep, that's not consent, right? Exactly. Yeah. But at the but it may never go wrong for them. The same as um, similarly to you getting slapped in the face and going, oh, I didn't really like it, but I'm not traumatized. Whereas I think in this case, much higher chance if it was someone you just met that they would be traumatized. But again, you could luck out and they might go, oh, okay, shit, whatever, it was fine. But I think much higher chance that they would be traumatized Completely by that. Completely agree. Um, That's right. Yep. If Look, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, like do you feel like having that experience did change the way that you approached this stuff? 100%, you know, because I – like I remember, you know, I remember the situation, and there was actually another situation where, like, I've had, I've had, you know, from memory at least half a dozen or so situations where the consent has been no, let's not do it, and that's and that's something that I've been completely respectful of, um, and um, and I've and I would never even like I guess what I've realised is that that's not okay and that therefore you know there's no way I'd ever do that or even think about doing that again it doesn't matter how drunk or how high or whatever it is I kind of feel like our like we've learned so much about consent in the last five or six or seven years particularly the whole me too thing but just generally we've started talking about sex and consent more Mm. and I feel that um that a lot of us are realizing things that we thought were a bit dodgy but but seemed okay at the time was sexual assault. Mm. Um, and certainly like I, um, in my early 30s, I started studying this stuff and I went off and did some consent workshops, which was really great. Unfortunately, what did happen is that when I learned about consent, when I got that information, I realized there were times when I had I had done the wrong thing. And it just, it sounds stupid, but it, it had needed to be pointed out to me. Like, oh, you know, we know that no means no, right? That's basic. But it had needed to be pointed out to me that what I had done was wrong. Even no means no. So like you've shared your story. So I feel like I'm going to share my story, although I'm a little bit nervous about this. Um, so basically when I was 25, I went to New Zealand, oddly enough, hmm. with a whole group of mates. Um, and we were all chicks and we were all just like partying it up. Same deal. Right. So Mm. I went out with a friend of mine on a Monday night and we were like, we're going to get laid. Um, uh, so we ended up like in a hospital bar cause Monday night. Right. Yeah. And we met this guy, he was about 20. So we were, we were older. Um, and of course, because this is how me and my mate rolled, we walked up to him and went, Hey, do you want to have a threesome? (laughs) (laughs) and of course most guys would be like fuck yeah threesome right (laughs) this guy said no i have a girlfriend okay so that that was he had had a girlfriend he said no um because we were assholes we were like okay well let's just have a drink together anyway right so we started drinking we were getting pretty drunk he was getting really drunk yeah and we kept on going you you sure you sure you don't want to have a threesome 
like, are you really sure? And he's like, well, I've got a girlfriend. Um, uh, we, we said, oh, but, you know, every man has to have a threesome once in his life. Like we were really not taking no for an answer. Mm. Um, and then uh, what happened is we said, hey, well, do you want to just, oh, fuck, this sounds so fucking bad because it is really fucking bad. Um, so we we said, do you want to come back to our hotel room for a drink? Mm. And he was like, oh, okay. But, like, to be clear, at this point, he was so drunk. He was so drunk he could barely stand up. Like, he could barely see where he was going. So mm. he came back to our hotel room for a drink. We all started making out. We got into the middle of this crazy, like, threesome thing. Mm. Um, and then halfway through, he jumped up. He was like, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. And he ran out of the room. And he mm. ran out of the hotel room, right? And I was like, oh, that was weird. I wonder why he did that. Like, my, my older self wants to look at what I did and go, you fucking idiot. Why do you think he did that? Like, he didn't want to be there. What the fuck were you doing? But I just didn't realize. And, um, like, I was I was brought up to think that dudes were rapists, like that dudes were the ones who would sexually assault women. Mm -hmm. It never crossed my mind that I could make a guy do something he didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. So when I started doing consent training in my 30s, um, learning about what consent is, then it was super fucking obvious that we had, in fact, sexually assaulted this guy. Like, it was clear-cut. There was no doubt it was sexual assault. He said no. Uh, there were two of us, so we were we were, over, we were basically bigger and stronger and more confident than him. Mm. Uh, he was so drunk, he barely knew what he was doing. Um, if it had have been a woman in that situation and we were two guys, we'd be fucking locked up. True. Right? Yeah. It's fucking terrible. And I feel so ashamed about this. And for many years, I didn't tell anyone. Mm. I just kept it to myself. And then what I realized is that not talking about it um, was really unhelpful yeah. because I feel like people need to know. Not only do we need to know how almost how easy it is when we're sort of in a bit of an asshole mood, like, yeah, just going to go for it, um, mm. and not really thinking about the other person, how easy it is to just get so focused on what we want that we forget that the other person is a person that needs to be looked after. Mm. Um, and also that it's possible to um, violate men's consent Mm -hmm. uh, that that is the thing that happens, that we shouldn't just assume that guys are sexual predators and women are always victims because that's not always how it goes down. In this case, that is not how it went down. Yep. Um, I hope that's been okay to share. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing still that. Green. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, it's definitely still great. No, thank you for that. Yeah, look, I think it's true. It's. I mean, the gender thing is an interesting one, and I think there is such a history of men being the predators and men being the rapists and men and being... And often it is, right? Often totally. it is. Just but to show that, but yeah. I honestly think that... We all violate people's consent. Mm. Um, sometimes it's the big ones, like sometimes it's sexual assault, and that's and we need to own up to that shit and we need to fucking change because yeah. it's not cool. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's the little stuff. Sometimes it is the, oh, sorry, I left nail marks on you or, oh, sorry, I touched you in a way you didn't want or I pushed you a bit harder into sex than I should have, but it was that grey area, right, because yeah. we don't know how to actually ask. That's right. I feel like I got super serious just then. I'm going to try and bring myself out of that. Every time I tell that story, I just get really intense. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, look, yeah. I'm still reflecting on on my own on my own sort of situation. Like, you know, I, I felt, yeah, I, I felt awful ever since. You know about that. And then, and but the thing is, is that you know, if you make a mistake, then and you don't learn from it, then there's actually something wrong with you. Yeah, but you've if got you make to own a mistake, it. You've yeah, got to that's own it, it you know? right? Yeah. And you've got to change. That's right. And I feel know. like unless we actually admit to it, we're not owning it. Unless we say, I did this and I learned from this and I'm not going to do that again, then, like, we're just going to keep repeating the same mistakes over and over. Yeah. Um, so, like, I really appreciate you sharing that stuff. Yeah, same goes. Get yeah, that shit right. out in the open. Yeah. But also just, like, to just really admit how much it sucks when people forget that we're people and 
and like just get so focused on being someone that we forget that someone's a person because I don't you know I don't know what happened to him and how he feels about it I'm guessing pretty fucking shit and it felt shit like I felt spent most of my life feeling shit and if I could go back and take that away erase that from my sexual history I would love to do it it would take such a load off so it's almost yeah. like if I could have avoided that by knowing how to do consent properly in the first place absolutely or just hearing you know just hearing him say no as yeah. opposed to thinking that yeah that like that it didn't matter you know like I, I i know i did something which was wrong and so you know i wish i could take the back same as you that's right you know that's so sharing. yeah absolutely yeah. same guys same guys and is... i think that people out there they need to you know there's probably a lot of people that do have these things that i feel just, uncomfortable about and they're probably sure. deep in their sort of psychology and yeah. they're probably you know hearing this they might be like Huh, yeah, that's right. That did happen. And I do believe that we have all violated people's consent in one way or another. Hopefully small ways and not big ways, but sometimes big ways. And I just think Mm. that until we own it, we can't get better. Yeah. And until we come come out about it, we can't get better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Now that I'm super careful about my consent stuff, because I don't ever want that to happen again, Mm -hmm. um, I have a few strategies and one of them is traffic lights. Mm -hmm. So that works really well for me. So um, a lot of people feel like um, traffic lights is a bit like weird or a bit bit kinky because it's from the kink scene originally. Sure. Um, and there is another way that I, I go about it. Um, usually if I'm teaching consent to like to regular folk, I'll just be like, okay, so it's just, it's asking beforehand, it's checking in during and it's debriefing afterwards. Yeah. So it's asking beforehand, but doing the sexy thing like, man, I just love to get it, get it on with you right now. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the confidence thing. But then also during, like, I don't know if you've ever, tell me if you've ever done this. Mm. Have you ever been, like, with someone and then they're like, oh, is this okay? You know, is this okay, Lion? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I Probably. Surely. Maybe it's a guy thing. Like, if I'm with a guy and he'll, he'll be like, oh, is this okay? Which is code for, you know, are you doing okay down there sort of thing. Right. Sorry. But, yes, totally. Yeah, but yeah, I fucking yeah. hate it because, like... Who wants to know that someone's okay? Like, okay is shit. Someone's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'm a five out of ten. Like, it's shit. So what I I tend to do is say to people, so instead of going, is this okay, like periodically go, how does that feel? Mm. And then people can sort of say, hey, yeah, that feels great. And then you've got a compliment. Or they can say, oh, it's not feeling great, at which point you can go, okay, what do we need to do to make it better? Yeah, cool. Totally. Um, so that's that's my alternative to the green, orange, red thing. Yeah. And the other thing that I sometimes do afterwards is – um, okay, tell me if this is awkward. We haven't hit anything awkward yet. I'm just waiting for you to go, oh, geez, that would be a bit hard. <laughs> um, sometimes when we're lying together afterwards, actually always now because I'm a fucking nerd, I'll go, hey, like, can we do a debrief? Because I always do a bit of a debrief after, like, sexy stuff. Is that okay? And then again, they're like, the, what the fuck? Um, and my, my debrief, I borrowed this from a friend of mine. It's three questions. It's um, what did you like about what we just did? Mm-hmm. Like what would you do differently if we did it again? And what's one thing you like about your partner? Mm-hmm. And this really throws people because they lie there and they're like, oh, fuck, like 20 fucking questions when <laughs> I'm trying to just enjoy the fact that I've just come. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, usually then what people come up with is really good and quite complimentary. Like they get a chance to say, hey, well, I really liked when you did the thing and I, you know, I really like – what I really like about you is this. And then next time I'd maybe not do that weird position where I pulled a muscle in my ankle or whatever. <laughs> totally. Um, but I don't know, like out of those, like how do you, how does that one land? Like would that be hard if someone just like rolled that question out on you 
suddenly. Yeah, look, I'd be down for that. I reckon that'd be awesome. Like, I, you know, at this stage in my life, I would welcome that and I'd be like, you nailed it here, that was a bit weird, and you're great because of this. Um, totally, I reckon those are three awesome questions, very pertinent. And I think it would improve the, you know, ongoing sexual experience, you know, if there was one to continue with that person, if it wasn't the one that's Because you learn stuff, right? You learn stuff. You learn stuff about your own skill set and, um, you know, but I know that, you know, as a 16-year-old or a 21-year-old, that would have been an awkward question and yeah. I would have been too insecure be to be able to answer that up. clearly because I just wouldn't have been able to... To, you know, I pro- I was probably still, you know, still overwhelmed about the whole sex thing and processing know? it afterwards too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what what about your younger self in terms of the asking beforehand and the checking enduring? Like, if you could talk to your younger self and sort of give them some pointers, what would sit well for them for your for your younger self in terms of what you reckon they would have been able to man- manage in the way of communication? Yeah, it's a good question. Look, I mean, Tough as question. a super Sorry. shy person, no, no, it's a good question. Yeah, as a super shy person, the communication thing what it would have probably been relatively tough. It would have had to have been very simple mm. soundbite type phrases, you know, it definitely wouldn't have been anything to the extent of like those three Give questions. Give me a five-point plan as yeah. to what the- <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you know, so... So we do need sort of like to 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 have some sort of yeah as I say sort of you know soundbite type phrases so that you can you know you can get a bit of an indication. Look, I guess you know you're going in one direction and you you've reached a fork in the road. Say something. Say something. You know, hey, how does this feel? Are you comfortable? Things like that mm. would be uh, would change your sexual life in such so a much positive better. way. Exactly. You know that thing where you're, where you're having sex with someone and then they pull like this face. And you're, you're thinking, fuck, is that a I just came face or is that a I'm incredible pain face? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, right? And right. how the fuck do you tell? And the yeah. only way you know is by asking because yeah. you don't want to just keep going if they're in incredible pain because yeah. you'd feel like a total tosser. Yeah. So, like, the words are the only thing that can save you so at that true. point. So true, so true. But it's yeah. almost sounding like from what you're saying that something super short like the green, orange, red is would actually be easier for people that are not used to talking about sex than having to put sentences together in the middle of it. Yep. Yep, totally, absolutely, yeah. and I think you know, you know, even when it comes to because as you get more mature with with sex, you know, you'll make noises and things to say to your partner. This is great. Keep going. You know, deep breathing and all that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and you tune into that, and you use that, right? Yeah, but it yeah, will never be course, a substitute yeah. for hey, did I just break you? Yeah. Um, the other thing that that is quite hard for me to tell people is that, like at this stage, I'm so careful about not wanting to violate people's consent because, it, particularly because of what happened in New Zealand when I was 25. Mm-hmm. Um, that sometimes when I tell someone green, orange, red, and I'm like, yeah, you need to you need to tell me whether you're enjoying something. Like some people can't. Like some people really can't talk about sex while they're doing the sex, mm-hmm. even to the point of saying, yes, this is great. They, because we're just not used to it and they're super self-conscious. self-conscious. And when they can't say, yes, this is great, in the middle of sex, I can't have sex with them. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't get that yes or that green or that this is great, if they can't tell me what they like just a tiny little bit, mm-hmm. then it's I'm flying blind and yeah. it's so dangerous. And this is really hard for some people to hear um, because this cuts a lot of people out of the dating pool. Um, like there's a lot of people out there that just have so much trouble speaking up during sex. And if you refuse to have sex with any of them, that might leave you with less people to have sex with. Mm. But what I found is that I would rather take that bullet. I'd much rather only stick with people that can say yes and no, and in particular no, than 
uh, than worry I'm going to do something terrible to someone. In particular, no. If I suspect someone can't say no, in fact, I'll tr usually try and get a no out of someone. Like I'll, I'll do the traffic lights, like green, orange, red, and then I'll like wet my finger and try and stick it in their ear or something <laughs> to get them to, to say orange. Yeah, right, and then yeah, once yeah, they've yeah. said that, I know they can say yeah, no, yeah, yeah. and then I feel safe. Good Whereas point. if I think they're not going to be able to say no, I won't have sex with them because fuck that man. I just, I just don't want to run the risk of doing what I did before. It just feels so awful. Um, it's not, to me, it's not safe. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you right. just copped a big rant again. No, buddy, I love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, you've got a lot of good good ideas when it comes to this stuff, you know, because a lot of people, you obviously have done the courses and things like that, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of people don't have a, you know, don't have a clue. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. And there's, like, we just don't talk about this shit. So I really appreciate not only you being honest about all this, but, like, sharing your stuff as well and particularly sharing the hard stuff. I just think it's so important to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, no, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for opening up about your past experiences. Thanks for too. listening. Yeah, so I think, you know, ongoing, it's going to be a more, you know, it's going to be something that I will look at in a slightly different light after talking to you. Oh, because I of hope the that fact, helped. Absolutely, you know, because, you know, it'll make me more verbal because I think it's going to enhance my sex life. It's going to make me ask more questions of, of, of my partner because I will be able to get an understanding of what they enjoy more, okay? And then and you have so, better sex, which is great. That's right. No, but what what I've learned from you is that maybe putting people on the spot, particularly less experienced people, and asking them for a lot of detailed information mm. might not be that great. But maybe things like green, orange, red that are really snappy and quick, so that they don't have to struggle to find long sentences if they feel self-conscious. Maybe the simple simple is good, right? That's right. I yeah. think so. So that's you know. really helpful. Yeah, so mm. absolutely. Oh, fucking legend. No High five. High ten. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for chatting, Gus. You're hey, a bloody a legend. No, I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Me too. Oh, I'll catch you next time. I'm going to finish this episode with a bit of a summary of the things we've talked about. Firstly, we talked about what sexual consent is and the ways in which we might not always be sure if we're doing the right thing. We talked about how it might feel to have someone overstep our boundaries and the risks involved in not asking for consent. We've shared our own stories about the stuff we've done wrong in the past, how bad we feel about it now, and the ways in which we've been motivated to do better. And we've covered two ways of doing consent, traffic light safe words and the before, during, after model, where you ask first, check in during, and debrief afterwards. The way you do consent might depend on how good yourself and your partner are at using your words. But one thing we can all agree on is that doing consent can definitely lead to better sex because you won't have to guess what your partner really wants. If, like many of us, you've had your consent violated in the past or you've been sexually assaulted, our conversation might have brought up some bad stuff for you. Please get support if you need it. Talk to a friend, or if you're in Australia, you can call 1-800-RESPECT, which is our National Sexual Assault, Domestic and Family Violence Counselling Hotline. The number is 1-800-737-732. It doesn't matter if the incident was big or small, you deserve to be listened to. If a conversation has made you feel uncomfortable about something you've done in the past, please don't shut those feelings down. Consider talking to the person you might have hurt to find out how they feel. Talk to your friends about it own up to it. Admitting to this stuff and working out how to do better is how we become better people. It's everyone's job to do better at consent, and when we do, we're all going to have much better sex. 
Thanks for listening. I hope it's been as good for you as it's been for us. As with all my encounters, I love hearing feedback. You can find me online at artofthehookup.com and that's also the place to go to learn more about my book project. Please share this podcast with anyone that you think would benefit from hearing this stuff. Spread the word as well as the love and let's make the world of hookups a better place.